welcome to this week's episode of Hey Homegirl. Hey homegirls, welcome to season two. I'm so excited to be here today with Gina Romano of Romano Real Estate. Gina is a seasoned broker owner from Southwestern New Jersey in Gloucester County. Today, she is gonna share with us just a little bit of what she has learned over the last 20 years, what has brought her success, where she struggled, and everything in between. Let's dive in. Hey homegirls, this week we are in Gloucester County, New Jersey with the one and only Gina Romano. Gina and I have been friends for several, several years now, and we both started out as small independent brokers, and she has just collapsed time growing the size of her office and is about to open her second office, correct? Yes, I am. Absolutely. So I'm so excited to have unbelievably strong, powerful female broker on today to share with our community just some a little bit of your journey and how you kind of started out wanting to grow these offices and help develop agents. And then maybe we can kind of talk about, you know, some of the struggles that you see female agents having and how we can kind of get in front of that. Okay, awesome. So where do you want me to start in the beginning? Yeah, start at the beginning. All right, awesome. So I started my career in 2004, when pretty much anybody could sell houses, as you know, you were you were around then as well. So I started 04, didn't I 04, 05, 06 was good. And then I I feel like why like 07, the the bottom started to fall out. And 08, I had just settled on a beautiful home where I live now and bought a brand new SUV. And October rolled around of 08 and stock market crashed. Mm -hmm. And we all know what happened. So I wasn't in the business long enough to realize I didn't even really know how to sell houses. I didn't know how to get negotiate. I came in, I had a listing, I was selling houses. I was like, this is great. I love it. This is fun. Super similar to what we just went through. 100%. Very, very similar. You start out and you think you're a rock star. Oh, there's no problem with this. I got this all day long. Exactly. Exactly. We pretty much, me and my husband sat home January of 09 for about, he's in construction. So kind of goes hand in hand. We thought we had the basis covered when he does home improvements and I did uh, resale. We figured, well, if people aren't selling houses, right, they're probably going to redo houses. Well, that wasn't the case since the banking, you know, collapsed. So we sat home. We were like, oh my God, what are we going to do. And I love, I realized that I really did love the business and connecting with people. So I figured I was going to have to learn it. So I'm going back to before there was YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, you couldn't really learn anything on the internet. It was very basic. So you really had to, you know, I had to get books and go to Barnes and Noble and go to, go to libraries and read different books. And, you know, the Keller Williams millionaire uh, real estate agent was one of them. I used to follow a girl. I don't know if you remember her, Danielle Kennedy, I think her name was. Yes. She was a female, real estate successful. I would, I read her books and, you know, just trying to learn how to market, learn how to negotiate and learn all the things that I really didn't learn. But it was a good time to learn those things. And shortly after in later into the year in 09, I connected with a new builder in our area, actually a national builder, Ryan Holmes. And they were going out to their agents and they were like, hey, you know, we're looking for agents that can sell housing. We want to pick two people in each area that we can refer people to. So that was one of the pivotal moments in my career. And I feel like you have, as you know, you have, you know, all pivotal moments where things happen and the stars line up. Well, that was one of them for me. So when I, I was interviewed by Ryan Holmes several times, had a show listing presentation, all that stuff. And, you know,
you know, they started referring me out to the people that were trying to buy new construction because they couldn't sell their houses to get there. So that was a very pivotal moment. It's when I actually decided to start a team. That was when teams were just starting to, you know, come about. And I knew I was going to be dealing with a lot of listings. So I wanted to, you know, to have a buyer's agent to kind of take some of the buyer load. So that's kind of where that part started. And that's when I started my team late 09. And as you know, starting a team is so challenging on so many different levels that it honestly took me and probably until I opened my brokerage to really master it. Yeah. And I think you have to be able to give yourself the grace to know if it's not working the right way, you know? One of the pivotal moments in my career was when Lisa Chinati said, you know, I burned my team to the ground. You know, I started fresh. I had to start fresh. And I think so much of us let our ego get in the way that we're not okay with doing that. You know, 100%. I think that's the hardest thing in this business is like to put the ego aside yeah. and do what's best for the situation. And even now me with my brokerage, you know, it's constant pivot, changing what's working, what's not working. The brokerage has been up and running since August of 2019, again, which seemed like a great great idea at the time. And, and then COVID hit. And I was like, could this be? I started in, you know, 04, only got to reap benefits for a couple of years. And now we're shut down. Yeah. But again, as you know, it was a blessing in disguise. And, you know, the market just had one, was, went crazy. So it, it definitely helped because when I started my brokerage back in 19, it was myself and four other girls. So we were a team of five. And now we're about a team of brokerages uh, composited of my team, but also in the independent agents. And now we have about 30 agents. And then in the second location, we have about five. So So exciting. Yeah. During those tough times, those pivotal moments, those moments where you're just have a lot of uncertainty, what were some of the ways that you were able just to keep taking action, keep moving forward, not letting yourself get overwhelmed? You know, it's funny, because I think about that a lot, especially as I mentor people, you know, some people have the it factor. and, And I'm sure you know, you could sit with an agent, and you'll be able to kind of pinpoint sometimes I'm off, but most of the time I feel like time we know. Yeah, yeah. we know. Yeah. And and I do think that that is a personality trait. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I do do is I focus a lot on mindset. I follow a lot of the Tony Robbins things. So yeah. I've been I've been to that, that uh, Unleash the Power last year, going to be doing Date with Destiny. So I, I try to keep my mindset in the right place. But it's funny because people ask me that and it's like, I was doing it, I think when I was young and didn't realize I was doing it. Mm-hmm. And I do affirmations, which I thought I was talking to myself years ago and I thought I was crazy, but it was actually affirmations. We found out later, that's what it was. So I've kind of been doing it all along, just didn't really know it. But I, you know, and listen, I tell my agents, I tell people, because I go around and speak now, you know, success is 80 percent of your mind. It has Mm -hmm. to start here. And, you know, when I, I've actually started a small coaching organization myself, a a company where I try to coach people, but it's not just about real estate coaching. Cause I believe that the mindset, like you said, when when there's these pivotal times, it's like, yeah, anybody can do good when the times are good. Right. We just seen that in COVID. We all did we were all doing amazing. Again, money was flowing just like it was similar in the early 2000s. But what makes a person is, is when when it's not there and when things aren't going the way they should. And, you know, I've had obviously, like everybody else, trials and tribulations in their lifetime. You know, another pivotal moment for me and what actually made me want to be a broker was my mom was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer in 2016. And she was my person. You know, everybody has a person. Everybody has a, whether it's your 
your daughter, your your mom, your dad, a best friend, you know, that person that knows everything about you. So that kind of like rocked my world. And it really started me to think about the journey that I was on in real estate. And I had become extremely successful in those years. And it was like, you know, what's next? And where do I go from here? And my mom who had, uh, she passed away within a few months, but she was like my biggest cheerleader. She was always like, you know, you can do this. And she was very entrepreneurial. So I have that inside of me. God, yeah. You know, multiple companies. And, you know, she was always like, you should do your own thing. And I was like, oh my God, you have no idea what you're talking about. You need a big box. You need a big name. You, 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 this is not my game. And and then when she passed away and it made me realize that um, she never smoked a day in her life, dies of stage four lung cancer. So it was very shocking. We were like, what? Like she never even tried a cigarette. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were like, you realize that time's not, it's a gift. And I was like, you know what? I can do this. And that kind of put me on my, my broker journey and why I decided to become a broker. So, but to your question, it's the mindset. And fortunately, I think that a lot of that I try to teach and you're not really promised tomorrow. None of us, I don't care what your age is. You're not promised tomorrow, but it is something inside of you. And I think, you know, I use sports analogies a lot and you guys have some great sports teams up there in the Boston area. And, you know, what sets an athlete apart? Right. So everybody in that realm of playing is really good. Everybody's playing at an extremely high level. But what sets some of them apart is their mindset and their heart. And then that's some that's hard to teach. So to I teach. try to teach the mindset, but the heart's a little hard to teach. And I think so many people, when they look at, you know, modern day sports people, they only keep in mind the games that they see once a week or you know, basketball, a couple of games a week. They don't understand that those people are taking action every single day in their whole life. It's a wholehearted approach to their career. They're watching what they eat. They're making sure they get enough sleep. They're practicing their craft every single day. Yep. And you want to work at a high level and you want to be a successful agent so much of that has to come into play. We have to be doing a little bit every single day to make ourselves better and not enough agents own that. Exactly. And they don't realize that because they see you today, they see me today and you know, 20 years in my journey and they don't realize the consistency, like you're saying, of 20 years of making the phone calls, taking the rejection, you know, just mastering the craft and always reading a book on, you know, whatever, whatever you decide to read on, if it's, you know, negotiating or I don't think they see that whole back end. They just see what you become today. Mm -hmm. And for me, I think that's the hardest challenge that I try to, you know, get through to my agents because they see me today. And I think that, you know, I live this amazing life and, you know, I'm doing this coaching and I'm owning offices, and, but and they don't traveling <laughs> and you have a great, happy, you know, you get to work with your kids and your husband. I mean, you really do have a beautiful, beautiful life, but you worked so hard to create that. Yeah. And anybody that gets to these levels, like you said, it's, it's a constant consistency of doing things, even just a little every single day. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. You have two, about to have two brick and mortar businesses. Yes. And that's so interesting to me. And I have brick and mortar businesses also. And I know cloud-based offices are becoming, you know, the new it thing, which is really cool. And I love the way our industry is collaborating. We did not have that 20 years ago. We didn't have that 15 years ago. I would even go so far to say is we didn't even have that really five to eight years ago. Collaboration that you're seeing around agents from all over the country. But I agree with you that brick and mortars are 
are important and why are you taking your business in that direction? Yeah. So I find, and again, it's kind of just how I work and I tick and, you know, I like to be in an environment where everybody wants to bring everybody up. So for me, that's extremely important. And if you look at other sales teams or even athletes or, you know, there's a team brought together and they're always together. Like they're in person together. They're not like, Hey, let's have one of zoom and we're going to practice our football. You know, there's something to be said when you put people together and energy. One of the things that people say about me all the time is that I have a high level of energy. And I don't think they mean like just a high level because I run at a fast pace. I think that again, something that you can't teach, I have this energy about me. So to me, that's my biggest attribute to give people is to share that energy. So when I have my agents, they come in the office and they want to work in the office and they're feeding off of my energy. I mean, it's been proven. I mean, I've done it for four and a half years and the people that come in my office on a daily basis and are with me and watching me and uh, mentoring, they're doing so much better and are so much far ahead than the agents that, you know, are reluctant and that, you know, they're in this industry because they, you know, want the freedom and they want to work from home. And, and that's great, but there's something about sales that you have to put energy together to, to bring everybody up. So I'm a big, I'm a firm believer in, in the brick and mortar. I do see the benefits in the cloud-based business as people grow. Mm -hmm. It's easier to recruit all over the country right? Mm -hmm. Because of this, like we're able to hop on here and do a Zoom, right? Or a podcast. Normally it'd be like, hey, come to the studio. And yeah, so there, I do see benefits to it. But I also think that you, in order to, you you don't get that connection from a Zoom or a podcast or you got to be in front of people. That's just what I believe. So thank you for listening to today's episode. We're not quite finished yet. But as the homegirl of your hometown, I would love to pass the mic to you so that you can share your story and some of your secrets with the homegirl community. To apply, please go to howtobeahomegirl.com in the show notes. I love that. Let's talk a little bit about More Than a Woman. More Than a Woman. Oh my gosh. So I'm actually starting a podcast for that as well. Um, I have a partner in that and she actually created the idea and she came to me. And one of the reasons why, and and I'll I'll save it for the podcast because I do want people to turn into the podcast or tune into the podcast, but she actually tells the story of how she created it in her mind. And she came to me and I was just like all about it. So anything that can empower women or bring women up or you know, when I started 20 years ago in this business, it was a very female driven business. You had a lot of agents that were part-time, a lot of agents that would, you know, make sure they were still going to the PTA meetings and do all that. But the industry itself was dominated by male leaders. Yes. So not that I'm any kind of like male chauvinist, woman activist and, and all that, but it was, that was the facts. The facts were the men owned the companies yep. or they were managers. And then the women were the people that- you know, the sales agents were the women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I I think, you know, even in my little location here in South Jersey, you're starting to see more female brokers pop up, but you know, that wasn't a thing, but back kind of back to more than the woman. So anything that I can support with, with females and raising females up, because I listen, I've raised three boys, they're men now. And so I get it more than anybody, you know, but let's face it. A lot of times a man can, for the most part, could go to work. You know, one of my sons has three children. His wife stays home, takes care of the kids and he can focus a hundred percent on his job. 
job. Yeah. And, you know, the more than the woman concept is that, you know, we're juggling all these different balls and how we should support each other instead of being envious or jealous or, and, you know, help each other grow in whatever our industry is. And it's, it's not industry related. She happens to be a mortgage company owner and I happen to own a real estate company, but it, it's not about that. It probably started out maybe for a little bit of selfish reasons. We're like, Hey, we can get business from this and blah, blah, blah. And it really, the event that we did took a life of its own, which is so cool. And what we did is we brought women in. we had a panel of four women who had different trials and tribulations that happened to them and just how they overcame them. I mean, it was so empowerful. And one woman was, she was a recovering drug addict and she had literally been living on the streets in Philadelphia on a park bench. And someone gave her a shot. She worked in a real estate company as just a receptionist, worked her way all the way up. She's a very, very successful real estate agent now, makes tons of money that it's, you know, but it's a struggle every day. That was something that was in her gene pool. Unfortunately, she tells that story, but, and then she talks about how she wanted to break that cycle. Mm -hmm. And it was just such an empowerful day. And we plan on kind of doing it on the road and taking it to other cities and share women's stories. And then the reason we decided to do the podcast was, you know, you can only condense people's stories and talk for so long, right? So what the feedback of the event was, they didn't get to hear enough because each person talked for about 15, 20 minutes, but you don't get into the nitty gritty of like, what was your breaking point? When were you at your rock bottom? We had a woman who just literally got over breast cancer. She was going the next day for scans and she had a daughter and she talked about, you know, what the journey was trying to be strong for her daughter. And, you know, because you, you know, you had mentioned you have three daughters. So, you know, she wanted to be an example of strength and it was raw and because she, she was just experiencing it. And um, yeah, so it, it like, it took this life of itself, but what it's just a cool, cool thing. And I mean, I'm honored to be a part of it yeah. and to be able to share stories with women and for other people to learn from that. I love that. I think that there's so much that can be learned from how female entrepreneurs and female business people are really making up the fabric of their communities. And they're doing it while, you know, they're taking care of themselves. They might be taking care of their families. They might be single moms. They might be having to juggle, taking care of their parents. There's just a lot. Like you said, so many of us don't get to just go to work and focus on work for eight or nine hours a day. We have to worry about school picks ups or take me here or make sure you have dinner on the table. And for so many people in our homegirl community, that's the case. It's how are we getting all of this done and being successful at our job and giving our clients the best of ourselves. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's kind of what that more than a woman is. And it's like what you're doing with your podcast. So when you asked me to be on, I was totally honored and I, and I felt like it aligned so well with, like you said, like the more than the woman stuff. And yeah, I mean, I'm listen, I am just living the dream. I tell people because I'm helping, you know, all different kinds of people at all different kinds of level. And you get to a point in your career where, you know, you can only have so much success and and let's face it and the money and things like that. And, you know, we are in an industry that we make, you know, we make a good living, but then it becomes more. And, Mm -hmm. you know, at 55 years old, I turned 55 this year, again, was a very pivotal moment for me. You know, 50 didn't bother me. 55, I was like, oh, I feel like (laughs) I turned the corner. But it was like, you know, what's next? What's just like when I, you know, started my brokerage, I was like, how can I help people at at, at another level? Because let's face it, at the end of the day, I think that's why we're put here. We're put here for something so much more than what we think at the moment. You know, for me, it's now to educate people in the industry. I believe that we've had a bad rap as real estate agents at certain times where we're kind of, you know, 
borderline and used car salespeople. I mean, look at the way that Hollywood is portraying the agents on Selling Sunset. Oh my gosh. That was like the pinnacle moment for me watching shows like that, which I don't watch a ton of. And now I don't watch any, but I'm like, this is how the world is going to look at female real estate agents. When the reality is, is we are handling so much more than that. And we have clients that are trusting us with their biggest home investment, their biggest financial investment. Absolutely. I know. Hollywood is portraying us as these people that sit around in other people's homes and are catty to each other in 12 inch heels. Exactly. Exactly. Girl, you can rock those heels. I have seen you rock those heels and you do it great, but you know your craft. Like you are a high level real estate agent that does not drop the ball for anything. And you would never just show up at a client's house and sit on their couch and talk trash about other agents. It just- Oh my gosh. Yeah, they do. And it's, uh, it's funny. Cause I feel like every show I watch, they have like a real estate agent on it. Like I just watched a Christmas movie. I know it's October, but I just watched a Christmas movie <laughs> and the lady was a real estate agent. So I think they've glamorized what it is, but I do. I mean, I love this business. It's I've been blessed in this business and I did a video yesterday and wanted, we had people ask me questions on Instagram. And one of the questions was, you know, what do I love most about the business? And you know, it's not the money. It's not the flexibility. It's actually, the relationships that I've made through this industry that I probably would have never crossed paths with these people. And I, they become my friends. Uh, I just, somebody's texting me about a dinner. We're going to have a dinner that I sold them a house a year and a half ago. And it's just those relationships that you build. And like I said, I mean, at 55, for me right now, the pivotal thing is, you know, how can I help society and do more? And then also just cherish the relationships that you have. Yeah. And those relationships are a direct impact on the community that you live in, you know, we help build the communities that we live in. Absolutely. And there's no greater gift than that. And you know, it's funny, they should need to do a show about that, but they don't. Yeah. Because you're right. You know, you're bringing people in a particular person I was just talking about, they were a relocation buyer. You know, you bring people into the community, you show them why you love it, what, what all the, you know, the restaurants and what cool things are. And, and every, every town in mm-hmm. America, I believe has something special. Oh yeah. You yeah. know, and how they portray things on the Hallmark channel. I think there's every every little town has that yes. you know, you have that small town vibe and like you said we're we're such a big part of that and that's like such a cool thing so I think when people want to get into our industry you know they need to talk to people like me and you like at a, at a higher level of why you want to do it and not because you know I saw and believe me I have a lot of young people in my organization not because they watch Selling Sunset and they're running around and you know like these 10 inch stilettos and making it look good so oh so good yeah at the end of every episode I always ask my guests what's one piece of empowering advice you would give to other females in our industry. So what do you think? One piece of advice that I would give other females in this industry, it would probably be that, you know, you can have it all in this business. It's more of a lifestyle. It's not a a nine to five job. It's definitely a lifestyle, but you can intertwine it into your day-to-day life, which makes it beautiful, but you're also doing a profession. So don't let those lines get jaded and take that seriously. And I have recently had a uh, surgery done and it was, it was a minor surgery, but the doctor never told me what to expect afterwards. And it was a very aha moment for me. And I used it as a a sounding board to educate my agents. Like you guys got to over deliver information because we are like doctors and we 
think like, oh, it's no big deal. Home inspection came in with 30 pages. and But to somebody, right, it's a lot. So yeah. I think if I was to give anybody information or give advice, it was like, you know, learn your craft, take it seriously. You know, you get paid very well for what you do. And I want to elevate the whole entire industry as well as I know you do coaching and you're doing these podcasting. And I think that we owe society that. I really do. And that would be my advice to the female agents. Like, you know, you can have it all because it's a great career, but you also have to take it seriously. It's a profession. Come in and start doing the work. Don't wait for somebody else to hand it to you. Nope. Got to get in there and just dig your heels, even if they're 10 inch to lettuce. Woo-hoo. All right, friend. Thank you so much for being on today. I really appreciate it. And I can't wait to see your podcast launch. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. I definitely will share it with the rest of the homegirl community once it launches. So make sure to let me know when and hope you have a beautiful rest of your October. Oh, thank you. And I just want to say from the moment that I met you, me and you had an instant connection. It was through another organization that we met and uh, we've met now in person, but before we never did, and you've always been willing to hop on a call, let me pick your brain and you're just a really amazing person. So I just want to let you know that. And thank you for having me here. Your advice. I always enjoyed our little talk. So thank you so much for being you. Well, I appreciate you in the same way. And I'm just so excited to keep watching where your career and your brokerage is going. Oh, thank you. Welcome, Gina. Thank you. Have an amazing October. You too. Bye-bye.